that gives you hope, optimism, and excitement for tomorrow because Mike and Leanne have got a plan in place that they know is foolproof, guaranteeing that tomorrow will be the first day of the rest of our lives. Hey Tuesday. guys! Hi! Guess what's happening? Guess what time it is? It's podcast time! <laughs> it is! It's time for the first day of the rest of our lives! That's what time Yay! it is! Oh, that's always my favorite time. Yes, it is. Welcome mm-hmm. to the show. I'm Michael Gobier, and with me as always is my excellent co-host, Leanne. Hello! Hi guys! How's it going, Leanne? It's going good. I just realized I waved at all of you, but you can't see it. But just know that I'm waving. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice wave. Aw, thanks. How you feeling today? How's the quarantine going? It's going good. Today was a really good day. Oh, well, that's very positive. I love to hear that from you. Yeah. You deserve that. Yeah, it's been a it's been a roller coaster of a week. Um, I feel like I say that every week, actually. <laughs> Well, we could check the tape and go back and listen. Yeah, but interesting. It's been, yeah, today was a really good day. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing peachy. You know, nothing uh, too crazy. I, I went for a walk. I went over to Lake Michigan and looked off into the water. Mm. It was very breezy. And oh, yeah? Yeah, my hands got really cold because that wind was whipping over there. And it's only like 40-something degrees out today. But the sun was shining, so... That was nice. Yeah, that makes all the difference in the world. I took a bunch of photos, and it was a lovely day right along the waters. They were. The waves were rolling in. It was exciting. I I love uh, going out there and just kind of taking a look at everything and nice and quiet. I mean, it's not quiet. There's, like, waves and wind. But But it's it's, peaceful. Yeah. I love looking at nature. It's so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Every time I do it, Mm -hmm. I never regret it, ever. Yeah, me neither. I just realized how much more I need of it. Go ahead. (laughs) You need more nature? Yeah, whenever I'm out in it, I realize how much I crave it. And then I want more. I try to tell you all the time, nature's great. Mm -hmm. You never disagree. No, I don't. I just don't, I don't make a, I don't make a big effort to, to go out there. But when I do, I love it. Well, this is the first day of the rest of our lives. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, First Day Pod. And you can also email us, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. We have some new followers, and we thought we would start, you know, paying tribute to people who have taken the time to follow us and connect with us, because it means a lot to me and Leanne. So on Twitter, we'd like to welcome A.M. Juster, A.M. Juster, J-U-S-T-R. Hmm. I don't know exactly what that, A.M. Juster. Thanks for joining us. He gave us a really nice little um, welcome when we started following each other on Twitter. He even made a post like, welcome to the Twitter universe of A.M. Juster, Leanne and Mike. And they even had a little blurb about us. It was, it was wow. really, very kind. It was a warm Twitter welcome. That's what he said. So That's awesome. Thanks, A.M. Yeah, it was really nice of him. He's a poet, and he does poetry, in case you didn't know that. Beautiful. Uh, also, 
someone named Julie A. Ryan. Hello, Julie. Thanks for following us. And if you listen to the podcast, we welcome your presence. Thank you for being here. What about on Instagram, Leanne? Anybody? Yeah, we've got a bunch of people on Instagram. Um, I just was looking. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of people and people are um, engaging. Stripe Light. Um, Jenny, I think her name is. She's That's on right. there. Yeah, she's been engaging a lot recently. Um, she <laughs> In our latest post when we were asking about um, uh, acceptance and she's like, oh, not me. I'm the queen of resistance. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> so like it was that. Really, I did too. Um, yeah, so I think we'll probably talk about that today. Um, so hi, Jenny and Sherry. Uh, gutsy feeling. Um, we've got a bunch of people and I want to thank everybody. Um, Two, that you know how on the last post I said, or the last episode I was saying that I was going to open up a Facebook page by tonight. Well, I ended up doing it kind of right away. Uh, and we've already got 30 people over there. Um, so I want to thank you guys too. Um, Aaron, I want to thank you. You've been really uh, vocal when I was posting it on um, my personal. Same thing with Tina. Um, just all of you guys that have really been vocal over there and then you guys came over right away uh to support us over on facebook so we'll get more active with that and um yeah i'm really excited thanks guys yay that's yeah. wonderful yeah i mean there's a ton of people i kind of i kind of feel bad not going through the whole list but you know we thank well, you all i think you did your best leanne you can, you can live with that <laughs> We do appreciate everyone who connects with us on any forum or arena. Please, you know, keep it up. Let's keep talking to each other. Let's connect. Let's talk more about everything we have been focusing on. Last week, we talked about loss. That was the focus of the episode in many different forms. Mm -hmm. um, I really, me and Leanne both really enjoyed that episode. I don't want to speak out of turn for you, but I thought it was really thoughtful and i took some a few things away from that episode and i hope if you got a chance to listen to it you did and if you didn't get a chance to please go back and check that one out because it's got some goodies in it that can be useful for any type of loss whether it's you know job related death related um friendship related relationship related it's mm -hmm. useful mm -hmm. it was a good one it was really good that's a ringing endorsement right there folks <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and it was and I, I think i was mostly impressed with how good it was because i was really not looking forward to doing it not doing that i love doing the episodes but that topic i really wasn't looking forward to oh, you weren't feeling it no i wasn't but i was like okay well let's just go with it so but it turned out to be amazing yay mm -hmm. well this week we're going to be focusing on acceptance. So we thought we would switch gears and you know, I don't know. I mean, every week maybe we'll have like a topic that we'll focus on, but that's what we've been doing recently and I like it. So we're doing it. All right. Deal with it. I like it too. And it kind of, it kind of still, it wasn't a complete switch, switch of gears because it did kind of come from part of the talk last week when we were talking about grief and, if there's closure and then you need mm -hmm. like a really great um, thought that maybe we don't need to get closure. Maybe we, and I guess maybe I shouldn't be saying this if you guys haven't listened to it, but anyway. You can um, talk about it. It's already done. <laughs> 
But yeah, you were talking about is closure really a thing? Do we really need it? Are we really looking for it? Or should we really be looking at acceptance? So that was actually my biggest nugget that I took from that episode. There was a lot of really great stuff, but so I'm glad that we're talking about acceptance now. I think we're going to like just keep building on this. Well, we will read your emails at the end of the show. We have an email or two from a couple listeners, so we'll share those at the end. But now let's dive into it. Let's talk about acceptance, Leanne. Mm -hmm. What do you think of acceptance? When you first hear that word, is there something that comes to mind? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. It was another one that when you were like saying, hey, what if we do that as a topic as like, I don't, I don't know. Like that one, I thought was going to be a hard one for me too, because I was, I have a hard time accepting life as it is. I always want life to be so much more. I always, I have such a high bar for myself. And because of that, those around me, um, I had a really hard time accepting quarantine. So I always think of accepting kind of before the last episode, I really looked at accepting like a more like closure. I kind of put those two together. Like you kind of put a bow on something and then wrap it up and then that's it. So like you just accept it. Um, But I think it's softer than that. And when you were talking about it in the last episode, it made me feel like acceptance might not just be a black or white, that it's kind of like a journey to get there. And so that's, that's, my initial thoughts anyway on acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance Mm -hmm. is something that's really important Mm -hmm. because you can't avoid it. If you don't confront it. You can try. (laughs) Yeah, you can. You can really try. You can try to avoid it. And people have spent many decades trying to do that. In fact, that's totally true. You're right. So Mm -hmm. it's not fair to make any generalizations, but, um, I think of the the serenity prayer that is said often at like AA meetings or NA meetings, a lot of 12-step meetings. You know, the one that says, God, grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm -hmm. And some people say, just for today, other people don't. So, you know, you may look at it with a cynical eye or be like, oh, well, you know, you could just say that. That doesn't mean it solves all your issues and that you just accept everything as it is. And I could respect that completely. I would sometimes agree with that even. And in the past, I would probably agree with it even more. But having an acceptance of what is not changeable can bring peace of mind. But at the same time, there's things that need to be changed. And just because you accept how they are doesn't mean that you don't want to change them. And I think that's mm-hmm. an important distinction as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I ended up when I was doing um, yesterday, I did about two hours of kind of research um, about acceptance and what it means and all kinds of different stuff. It was kind of like one of those like rabbit hole things that it was like, it took me in all these different directions and stuff. Um, so I was making notes and everything. And it's funny that like at the very end of it, because I was still having a hard time with the concept of acceptance because I always have this like high bar. And that is how I used to feel about it. That like, 
if you just accept it, is that when you give up on your dreams? Do you just accept life as it is? And so I actually like put in there that I wanted to make sure that I said it, but then of course you said it anyway. Um, which is just, it's always so, it's so interesting to me that like I could just, I think I say this every episode too, that I think something through the week and then you end up saying it anyway on, on the episode without even having the conversation. But anyway, I was saying that a really important clarification is that acceptance is talking about our current moment right now, the way that it is right now. And you look at that and then you accept that and what got you to that point. But then acceptance does not mean accepting the current reality to be your destiny. And I think that distinction is super, super important because it's not like, okay, well, it is what it is. Like no sense in me like trying to do more. Or if you like, you haven't been able to lose weight for the last 20 years of your life, you're like, well, it is what it is. I'm just always going to be unhealthy. No, that's not, that's not the point of acceptance. I mean, we can get into it, but I'm happy you made that distinction. <laughs> you can get into anything you want, Leanne. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I thought, I thought that was a really, and that made me, so when I was doing the research last night, it was one of those things that I thought it was going to be pretty easy. Like I didn't think I was going to spend two hours to be quite honest, like researching it. Cause it was like, oh, I could talk about acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it before I went to bed because <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll just like kind of really quickly look it up and see what the definition is, which is like a bunch of de- definitions that I want to get into too. But um, I was like, oh, I'll just look it up, make a couple notes, move on. Eight pages later and two hours later, I was, I felt almost more, con- not more confused, but more like, <sighs> yeah, probably confused until something just like I closed my eyes and then I realized that if we look at acceptance as just for the current moment, that's what makes all the difference in the world. I always look at it like when you have to accept something, you just have to accept it as your destiny, accept it as the future. But it's not. What do you mean? Well, if you say like you have to accept, like let's say, let's say like, so me, I always like for my entire adult life, have been quote unquote struggling with my weight. And if you were to just say, okay, we'll just accept where you're at. I would never want to do that because I would never want to, um, is concede the word, like just accept it. And then that's it. Like Mm -hmm. feel like you, you don't work on it anymore. You just accept it as who you are and who you will always be. That's, that's what I always thought of acceptance like accept everybody for the way that they are which is a big one i think you need to do that um because some people just like won't change and so you need to just love them for who they are not for who they're going to be um but for yourself i never wanted to have full acceptance of who i what i looked like or who i was because i always wanted more for myself but i think you can accept yourself right now where you are not kick yourself and beat yourself up about it and then it'll make it easier for you to Make the steps to hit your goals. Well, uh, I think true <laughs> acceptance can lead to um, to growth and new opportunities. I think uh, a false sense of acceptance leads to apathy. And if you are someone who is, you know, I've decided to accept myself for who I am. Well, that's great. 
that's good. And in some cases that could be true, but a lot of us are lying to ourselves. I, anybody who's honestly accepts himself is done the work to get to that acceptance. You just don't say it out loud or put, say it in your mind. It doesn't become a switch that is flipped. It takes work to do that because you have to understand yourself or you have to understand anything to have acceptance of it before you, before you can accept it. You have to have understanding. If you have a mental health disorder, you have to have understanding of it before you can come to terms and accept that it's a real thing and, and kind of accept that it's a part of your life. Now you mm -hmm. can also cope with that and create ways to deal with it too, that minimize depending on the disorder. If it was depression or anxiety or schizophrenia, whatever it was, but I think anybody who just makes a decision to say that acceptance has happened, you're probably fooling yourself. And some, if you disagree, yeah, let us know right, right in. First day pod, protonmail.com. I'm happy to hear the other side of that, but that's what I think. Do you think that once you get to a certain point, um, like right now, if you really didn't normally accept life as it is, then yeah, you're not going to be able to switch over right away and just be like, yeah, no, I accept it. Like whatever, whatever the case may be. But do you think that eventually with different therapies or different kind of techniques, like if you really start getting into meditation or if you really start like studying Buddhism or if you really start, like if you start getting to a point that you realize life is what it is that you can accept at a flick of a switch. Although you've done all the work leading up to that, but each individual kind of thing that you need to accept, does it become easier to accept life after? I don't know. You're talking in two general terms here. You know, it has to be, it's hard to understand when we don't really know if there's a situation that you're discussing or talking about. I mean, for my own, my own self, I know that, you know, accepting that I, you had a, a substance use problem that took a that took many years before I ever finally accepted that. And just because I even became aware of it does not mean that I accepted it. And if I accept it, does that mean that I am, uh, you know, giving into it too? Is, oh, I accept this. This is part of my life. Right. What, what Jenny posted that thought earlier on our Instagram page about resisting, it reminded me that, Acceptance can be bad because in society, if we're trying to make progress and grow as an overall general population, resistance is like the fuel that creates that progressive change. If we just accept how things are, then things become stagnant. So that, that's why I found that comment so interesting. I kind of looked at it as, you know, acceptance... Going into the episode, I was like, oh, acceptance is great. And the more that we could accept the things in our lives and the things that are our flaws or our shortcomings or, or the good things about ourselves or the things that we're not satisfied with, the better off we'll be once we at least accept it. But then I realized that resistance really f fuels, it's the instigator that allows change to occur because we do not accept the status quo. We reject that. So it gets complicated. I think there's different conversations about acceptance on macro versus micro levels. And I hadn't thought of it like that until that moment. Well, that's funny. Like, that's funny that when 
Because, yeah, now that's making me think about what she meant when she said that she's the queen of resistance. But when I heard that, I thought, and I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you, it was one sentence, but I feel like I thought it was more of denial. Like, I'm just going to resist to become aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, but I don't. I don't know that that would fuel motivation. What do you mean? I don't understand how, like, if you, I don't understand how, like, you resisting something would make you want to work harder for it. Oh, it's real simple. If, uh, if Congress acts the way they do and you're not satisfied with that, you're not going to accept that. You're going to resist that. And therefore, it's going to drive you to change. If they try to enact laws that are negative outcomes in your life, you resist that. You're not going to accept that. You're going, and it's going to fuel you to, uh, you know, maybe start a grassroots movement or fight back, you know, whether it's an infringement on civil rights of any sort, gay rights, anything like that, women's rights. You know, you're a woman, you know. If, uh, if other women who have been under this circumstance in, in the United States. There's women who can't get access to birth control in any form if they want it. And that would fuel, and it has fueled, a response because they don't want to accept that. I'm not accepting these laws. <clears throat> you don't know anything about a woman's body. Why are you trying to tell us what to do with our body? So that is what I'm talking about. That's what I think about when I think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. See, when I heard it, even when you're making that explanation, which is very, very noble, like it's very what you would what you would want to happen out of that. But then I think of you would still resist it, but then you'd get so frustrated that you'd almost become paralyzed with it. And it's not accepting it, but it's just resisting the whole notion of it, but not being so. Being so against it, but then being paralyzed and like not knowing what the next step is, not being able to do anything. So, well, it's not something that just happens either. If if you do, you can accept your situation and choose to change it, but it doesn't just happen like that. Like I said before, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen with the flip of a switch. It's a mm-hmm. acceptance is a complicated process. You know, it really is. When I mentioned you know my substance use problem, my issue. My disorder, my substance use disorder was something that I could not, I, I accepted it really early. I, I think I was a little different in that I tried to confront it early and tell people about it. And I was like, this is bad. This is no good. But I wasn't really accepting it. I was just, I was just making an awareness of it. But I, even if I had accepted it, I don't know if, if, I don't know if my process would have changed. Everything I went through over five, six years of getting clean and relapsing and blah, 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 over and over again. I don't know if acceptance of that would have changed the outcome because I needed to have acceptance of other issues too. It wasn't just that. There's co-occurring issues that go along with that that I needed to have acceptance from. And So really, that's what makes it so complex and dynamic. Acceptance is not one linear line from point A to point B. There's a bunch of things that make it a maze and it becomes very complex to mm-hmm. find to find the true acceptance of your 
pain. Mm. There was another compare, not comparison, but like another thing that they were saying um, that they compare or they said that acceptance, you can look at it like allowing using that word instead, which I guess doesn't really, I, it's very similar. So like you wouldn't want to allow like in your Congress example, you wouldn't want to allow it, but allowing, I feel like it's accepting. You don't have, I liked the idea of allowing because then it's, you're allowing that to be that it is, it is what it is. Like that saying is so, it's annoying to some people. I really like it because it's, it's, it is what it is. Like everything is what it is. And so if you just allow that, but you don't have to fully, God, it's so confusing. (laughs) But if you, if you allow something without judgment, without, um, the need for full on change. Um, and you can kind of, I guess, accept it, even with what you were saying, accept the fact that that's the way that the laws are like, because at this moment, that is what it is. That's the, the, the way that it is. But then realizing, like, I think once you come to that agreement because in human psychology, their definition of, of acceptance is the person assenting to the reality of a situation, which I think a lot of us have a very difficult time looking at because what is the reality of a situation? And we like muddle that up with our emotions, with our past experiences, with all that kind of stuff. So we actually don't see the true reality of what it is. And if we look at it from that definition, then we can accept whatever you're looking at, that it is what it is. And then instead of having that, um, if you can accept it the way that it is, then now you can make your steps and your moves to make the change. But I think resisting it, I don't, I see where you were coming from, but I, I feel like we still need to accept that it is what it is and accept what the reality of whatever situation that you're in and then decide how you want to move forward. Well, you could accept that it's happening, but it doesn't mean that you will accept it long-term. You can do short-term, long-term acceptance. Hmm. Like, all right, in the short term, I understand this is real. It's happening. It's reality doesn't mean I accept it though. You can be aware of something and acknowledge that thing is what it is but not accept it. But if we look at it like, okay, so if we look at life, this is why I really like, like I, and I do not research about Buddhism. I don't like claim to like know anything about that religion at all, except for it just seems so intriguing to me. But if, if we look at every moment as it's just the moment that we're in right now, Like that is it. That's all that we have. So you can get as deep or whatever you want about this, but this is all that we have is this exact moment right now. And then right now, and then right now. So you can accept fully the reality of the situation right now. And then that is 
you're accepting that situation. Then make the moves to change it. And then as it gradually changes, then accept that, okay, that's where we're at. And then accept that reality and then make the the necessary changes either way. So keep pivoting, I guess, is part of it. And keep looking at every situation. I think maybe looking at it, um, I don't know. I think maybe looking at, instead of like going, you know, months without looking at a certain situation, but looking at it, you know, every day or every week or whatever, how are things coming? How do I, do I accept the, like, can I accept the reality of where we are right now, actually look at it and then see, did it go in the, in the direction that you wanted it to go from the last time you looked at it? I don't know if that makes any sense. It does to me though. (laughs) Like, I feel like you just need to look at it moment for moment and just realize that it's just your, your, True acceptance is just the acceptance of the current situation right now. Well, yeah, you have to acknowledge what's happening now. That's part of acceptance. I I get that. I think people get confused, though, because some people think acceptance is just getting over something or being like, oh, well, you know, I got over that. I dealt with it, but you didn't really deal with it. You, You kind of... Uh, have a flawed sense of what acceptance and coming to terms with something really means. You don't have, you don't have to get over something. It has to continuously be a part of your existence. Even if you don't like it, you have to, like you said, you have to acknowledge it. I, I think that's wise. Family members. I know that's a big problem. I, you know, friends, people, loved ones. I've always had disagreements. My, my brothers, my parents, I don't, agree with the thing they don't agree with things i do so they don't accept how i do things i don't accept how they do things and then you have people that are not accepting each other in either direction and therefore it has this confusion and it leads to misunderstandings and a lack of unity and there can be real problems that come like decades long problems that come from a lack of <laughs> accepting one another mm-hmm that's where it gets bad you don't have to just say hey well okay that's i'm doing this now and you've made this decision to you know screw up your credit score all right well i guess i'll have to get over it i don't like it but i'll accept it by getting over it that's not accepting it you have to you have to analyze it you have to look at it you have to identify you have to discuss it you have to get support for it mm-hmm. acceptance doesn't come without having a supportive network well, however that comes, whether it's from an outside group or the same people you're trying to connect with or disconnect with, you know, I, I know a lot of people with their whole lives, they didn't accept a lot of things. You can live a life without having to come to terms with many things if you do not want to. But, you know, I guess this episode is kind of for people who are trying to figure out ways to do that. People who are saying, you know what, this thing is really bothering me. I can't let it go. And how do I come to terms? Where do I even start? If, if you put something off for decades, one of the first things you need to do is to really identify the most painful parts of what is preventing your, your uh, peace with a certain subject or someone. Mm-hmm. I think then acceptance really is, if you look at it, 
that's the starting off point for change. And if you look at it that way, then it like your credit score example, then if like, let's say, you know, like a parent is looking at their kid for like, or like their young adult child that made like some really stupid decisions that like, whatever you accept it as this is where we are right now. But now do you want to, do you want to help yourself? I can help you because I have some ideas about how we can get you back on track. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like having that discussion afterward, but acceptance isn't, it's just the starting off point for change. Hmm. I think that's, the way to look at it instead of that's the ending point of like closure. So same thing with like somebody passing when we were talking last week and I'm just, I'm going to, I think I'm going to start talking slow right now because I'm kind of trying to put it, piece it all together. But last week when we talked about closure, you made a really good point that maybe you have to accept it instead of having closure. And then I looked at it at a very superficial level, which is probably why I was like, I was really excited about it because I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much better, more sense. Like I can totally do that. Making it sound like that was still like a way of closure, but it was just like, just okay, accepting and now you can move on. But really it's accepting and now it's the starting off point for change because now when you lose that person, life from this point on will be changed forever. And so now if you can accept it, now you can start changing your life in the direction that you want it to go. So I think that might be a a good way. At least that's how I'm going to look at acceptance is accepting where I'm at right now as the starting off point for change. Yeah, I see it the other way. I think the change starts when you try to deal with what you're trying to accept. And then when you come to the acceptance, the change is complete. Hmm. Because the There's whole some process. some sort of experiment we can do? <laughs> sure. Yeah, Turn my head do... goes. Yeah, we, I mean, we got a whole host of things we could talk about. You know, hmm. we don't accept our, uh, you know, those people who've lived their whole lives, 40, 50, 60 years, they still don't accept their own faces, their noses. You know, physical body parts acceptance is a constant source of discontent in the United States and, and Canada. Because no, we love ourselves for the way we are. Oh, you guys got to figure <laughs> it out up there. Perfect. We do. We do. That's great news. Yeah. <laughs> well, the United States does it. I know that. And a lot of that has to do with advertising. It's a daily bombardment of... Hey, do not accept things. This isn't good enough. The reason advertising exists is to make you feel shitty about yourself. Mm-hmm. So you buy their product that will make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So what you have is a, you have a premise of a society that's built on the pretext of, hey, this is not good enough. Nothing will ever be good enough. And if that's, if you watch a lot of TV or you are on the internet and you get bombarded with ads on YouTube, wherever it is, it's going to get in your head and a lot of people have disorders because of that and accepting yourself for who you are on the outside becomes very difficult now, especially in the age we live in with surgery, plastic surgery, you know, Brazilian butt lifts, all that stuff. So it's, 
it's quite exhausting. I'm, I mean, I, it's mostly focused on women. I think it gets a lot of the media attention gets focused on women, but it's just the biggest problem for guys. They just don't talk about it enough. I think, I mean, it's certainly been covered at times, but you know, my, I remember being like 18 years old and I was completely unsatisfied with the way I looked. And then I look at that picture, you know, it's 20 years ago. I'm like, Oh my God, it looked great. You know, it's just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I thought I was fat. I was like 175 pounds. Mm-hmm. I had that <laughs> same thing. I had a, a friend that I haven't been like, I haven't really been in touch with her in the last three years. And she's, incredible so like you know how normally like you'll you'll catch up with somebody and it's like oh what's new like it's been three years what's new and you're like oh not much how about you oh not much her like her whole life changed she ended up like she went through a divorce she ended up getting married again she ended up losing a hundred pounds in that time and she was sending me pictures i was like i don't even remember you being big enough to lose a hundred pounds Wow. And she ended up sending me pictures and I remembered being with her in those pictures feeling like I was the biggest one in the room and I still I was the same that I am right now and she was probably at that point like 70 pounds heavier than I was. I didn't even see it. I couldn't even couldn't even see it. So I've been really and I don't know if it's from TV or from, and it probably is. Like, you're probably right. It's probably from all the commercials and all that kind of stuff. But of course it is. Totally never saw myself for who I was. That's not the main, it's a part of it. And then it's us not feeling, we're feeling inadequate. That's what it is. It's a society built on inadequacy. That's not mm-hmm. good enough. This isn't good enough. Those jeans aren't good enough. That makeup isn't good enough. Uh, mm-hmm. That nose, that tummy, this mm-hmm. is the answer. What It's, United States is built on the, hey, we've got the answer. We've got the next answer for you. This is the one that'll solve it. I mean, it's a country built on snake oil salespeople that goes back hundreds of years now, a couple hundred years almost. People have always been looking for the quick fix. And the truth is, just like in acceptance, there is no quick fix. It's a long-term process. It could take decades to come to true acceptance on something. Now, I appreciate what you're saying, Leanne, about, you know, acceptance is you accept it now. And then you try to deal with it and it creates change. I do. I do get that. And I appreciate that. <laughs> and there are certain cases where that is true, but there's also long-term acceptance takes a long time to get to. But if you keep looking each moment and you keep accepting as you're going, then eventually that just becomes your life. So yeah. I think well, it could be practiced. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Practice the same the thing. Repetition. Like, mm-hmm. You're right. Maybe that if you get in the early habit at a younger age of accepting yourself, accepting your moments, I accept this as it is now. If you really actively engage in that and you, uh, I don't know, you journal about it, you talk about it, that could be a good habit to get into. It really could. But I don't know a lot of people like that, at least not when I grew up. <laughs> No, but even like, that's the whole thing. Like everything that we're, everything that we're talking about, everything that we're learning, every book that we read, one of the things that always comes out of it is, God, I wish I would have had this 20 years ago. I wish I would have had this 20 years ago, but would we have even, would we have even been ready for any of this kind of stuff 20 years ago? Like our parents were trying to tell us stuff 
20 years ago that were like, oh, no, it's fine. And then, you know, 10 years later, you're like, oh, I really should have listened to them. They knew. <laughs> so we, we might not even, even if we did know all this stuff back then. But verging on to 40, I feel like we still have more than half of our life ahead of us. So, <laughs> um, so it's a really good point, I think, to start a daily habit of accepting who we are and accepting where we are and then making that list of, okay, now what are we going to do to get to where we want to be? And just, but, but have that peace and serenity now of just accepting that it is what it is. I don't know. Well, just remember this quote, okay? Okay. Understanding is the first step to acceptance and only with acceptance can there be recovery. You know who said that? No. You? No. 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 The great Dumbledore said that. What's who's that? Oh my god. People, um, did you just hear that? I hope sorry, people guys. are listening right now. You're gonna sound like such a jackass. Yeah. Wow. You don't know who Dumbledore is? No. He's from the Harry Potter series. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I knew that. I thought this was like a history lesson of some sort that this was like, that was a nickname of some like general or something. Oh, God. Dumbledore. I gave you the name. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've heard of that. And that's what I thought at first. But like, you never talk about Harry Potter. No, I never do. But you should trust your gut. But it was a good quote. If a good quote's (laughs) a good quote. Oh, my God. That's so funny. doesn't matter where it comes from. If, I know uh, it doesn't. It is a good quote, but I was like really racking my brain. I was like, oh my God, was this like the nickname of a president? I was really <laughs> Oh my gosh. Time. I overthought that one. If you have a good quote that you'd like to share with us or a commentary on this episode about acceptance, please write to us. Firstdaypod at protonmail.com. We're also available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Ew. Proton, uh, what are we? First day pod. That's right. First day pod is how you can find us. Real easy. First day pod. We keep it short, even though the podcast is called the first day of the rest of our lives. Let's talk about a couple of emails, Leanne. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good to me. We got two emails. First one is from Aaron. Uh, he is a, a man, apparently. And he wrote in to say, uh, hey, guys, I like the pod. Y'all sound good together. I be oh. laughing, and sometimes I be pondering. Mm-hmm. It is good, entertaining, etc." Aaron. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Aaron. That's awesome. And that then is he follows, awesome. It is. It's really a nice email. He also follows it up with another email. says, I am voting you comeback human of the year. Oh, that's amazing. That's directed yeah. at you, I'm sure. I think he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you were already perfect, Leanne. Just the way you were. <laughs> nice. That's funny. Uh, and then, uh, thank you, Aaron. We really appreciate that. Uh, we love getting emails, so that brightens our day. Thank you. Second email is from Eric. This is a different Eric. There's two Erics that email us. This is the other Eric. Mm-hmm. So we want to make that clear. And uh, this is a long one, but it's a really really thoughtful email and it had to go back to our last episode about loss. Mm-hmm. 
He said, I listened to the most recent episode on loss and felt compelled to share something that reminded me of that and others might find useful. So he basically talked about how he had a longing for a friendship or relationship that was no longer tight. It used to be very close with someone. Like they hung out every day. They had this unbreakable bond. And then it deteriorated just over a period of time. It was nobody's fault, right? It was just, uh, I'm sure anybody who's in their 30s can relate to a, a friendship that just kind of faded over time, even though it was a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Life happens. Yeah. And both of us. I mean, not me. I, I keep my friendships forever. So, you um, do, actually. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I can think of some. But uh, So anyways, he said the loss was affecting him a lot in different ways. It was painful. And, you know, there was nothing left but memories. And he wasn't sure if it was a certain person's fault for this ending. And one morning, Eric woke up with this this killer urge to send a yearning. Very good. A yearning to send an email. He'd been thinking about it for a while. And he decided that it was time to do that. So he was looking for some type of closure again. He says the word closure, so I'm using it. I don't like that word, but I'll use it. And uh, he also says he thinks it's okay sometimes. We don't always have to resurrect these friendships that fall away, but he thought it would be good to take advantage of the opportunity during quarantine. And this is what I liked about this email. He says quarantine is a great time to kind of reach out to people that made a difference in your life. And those people that are still around, letting them know that, hey, at one time you meant a lot to me in this way and I want to tell you that. That's a really nice thing to do, a, mm-hmm. a sweet thing to do, a, a uplifting thing to do for some people. Maybe somebody could really use it and maybe they're feeling the exact same way you are. You just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And quarantine is a great time, right, Leanne? So like, I mean, if you have the free time and you're off work or you've been laid off, even if you haven't been laid off, if only you're doing is working and then you have nothing else to do, you're stuck at home, you have time to make contact. And you know what? That I loved that email and I actually wanted to make, I, I didn't do it, but I wanted to make a post on it um, to really share it with people on our, on our social. Yeah, during quarantine, it's the good time to do it because we all feel like we have that time to do it. But that's really a great lesson for us just to do in regular day life. like. Even when we get out of quarantine, like it doesn't take any time to Facebook message or Instagram message or email somebody like two seconds just to say, hey, heard the song, thought of you, remembered all the good times that we had, hope you're well. Like we, you have an hour to waste on social media every day. Everybody's wasting time anyway. So like making use of it to really connect, like it made my day when my girlfriend that I haven't talked to in three years, just like sent me a friend request on Facebook. Normally when I get friend requests on Facebook, like a lot of them, I don't know half the people or it's like, eh, I don't really care. We started talking right away. I was so excited. So yeah, I think I loved that email. I thought that was wonderful. Well, he did end up sending the email and he got a response, but it wasn't the one he was looking for. And uh, he says, that's okay because hearing our episode last week about how acceptance trumps closure or that you can replace it with closure. Acceptance in all loss means something more to him. And he said that 
he was really grateful for having the insight that we were able to share together by doing this pod and him listening that acceptance was much more valuable to him than this closure word that gets thrown around. And he says, if you get a chance to reach out to someone, it means something to you and you've been putting it off. There's no time like the present. You never know how much it will mean to someone. And even though Eric didn't get the response that he was hoping for back, he's still happy that he did it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, that's amazing. It Thanks, is. Eric. That was a really, yeah. really good email. Really good. That was. That was one of the best emails we ever had. Not to minimize the other ones, but hey, it was a good one. Thank you, Eric. We really appreciate that. If you want to email us about this episode about acceptance, uh, maybe something we missed, uh, something that y- you liked, please email us at firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Well, Leanne, we've done it again. Another episode, and we, tomorrow gets to be the first day of the rest of our lives. Aren't you excited? Woo-hoo! Yes, I'm very, very excited. You got all your plans? You got all your uh, schemes lined up for tomorrow to so start fresh? Yeah. I, I know do. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. First, I'm going to accept me for who I am, and then I'm going to make my plans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we... Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Was I not That's listening great. to this episode? That's great, honey. That's wonderful. You can take anything you want out of it. It's your choice. No, There's no right way to do anything here. We just throw out ideas and we talk about it and we try to find some common ground. And the goal in it. the end is to hopefully have tomorrow be the first day of the rest of our lives.